Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Yeah, so the plan originally tonight had been to, to look at a passage from the book of Philippians where, uh, where Paul was writing to, to a church that he started uh, in, in a city called Philippi, which was in Macedonia. Uh, but in light of uh, the change of plan, uh, we're now going to be looking at a passage that Paul wrote about the church in Philippi. Um, so um, just to give you a bit of background on, on Paul, he was an apostle, he would travel, he would preach the gospel, he would plant churches. And, um, uh, and there was a moment quite early on in his ministry, so he realized he'd been called to, to the non-Jewish world, so to go around the Greek cities uh, and to preach uh, in those places. But there came a moment that he went to, uh, to Jerusalem to meet the apostles who'd been working there uh, amongst the Jewish communities. And um, there was like Peter and, uh, and James and John and uh, some of the leaders there. Paul went to meet them and they were going to share notes, they were going to get to know each other and make sure they were preaching the same gospel uh, as one another. And um, uh, they had the meeting and they, they really like what each other's uh, doing, they, they approve of each other's work. But as Paul's about to go on his way, they, they say to him, Paul, just one thing, we love what you're doing, make sure you remember the poor. And Paul says, look, that's exactly what I wanted to do, that was on my heart anyway. And there's a generic instruction to always remember the poor. Uh, particularly for Paul in that situation, it was remembering the poor in Jerusalem. Because a famine had come to Jerusalem. The prophet Agabus had prophesied that a famine would come. And there was a famine there. And so as Paul went from city to city, starting churches and teaching people about Jesus, he had a heart throughout for these believers in Jerusalem living under famine conditions, these starving Christians. And so we see as we read Paul's letters over and over again, he's trying to raise money. He's trying to ask people to give to relieve the saints who are under pressure in Jerusalem. And it's an interesting question to ask, what does, what does it mean to be an apostle? Uh, and there's all sorts of answers that we could give. Uh, and there's lots of things that we see in, a Bible, in, in the Bible that an apostle would do. But I think one of the things that we, we see from that encounter is an apostle will spur churches to remember the poor. That's what Paul was doing in all the churches he was planting. That's what Peter and James and John were doing as they met with him, to make sure we're remembering those in need. I wonder what Paul would do right now with this situation that's before us. And I suspect that what Paul would do if he saw uh, churches uh, in the developing world with people starving, because of this pandemic. I suspect that he would get in touch with every church that he had a relationship with, and I suspect that he would send them uh, a video, a lot like the one that we just watched from Simon. Our times are not that different to New Testament times. Not, nothing has changed. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same mission. It's the same kingdom of God. Sometimes we put too big a distance between the days we're living in and the days we read about in Scripture. It's the same story. We're living it out. The baton has been passed on to us. And so as Paul wrote a letter to the Corinthian church, uh, he shares about this church in Philippi and about their incredible response to the appeal that he has made. And so this is going to be our passage 
this evening. And I've asked Georgina if she would uh, read it to us. So if you want to follow along, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and it will be the first five verses. So over to you, Georgina. Hi. Um, so yeah, so I'm reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 5. Um, this section of text is called Encouragement to Give Generously. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means, of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favour of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for, for reading that. What I want to do over the next few minutes is just work through those five verses, one verse at a time, uh, and see what Paul is saying in those verses. So uh, verse one, we want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. So he's writing to one church, the church in Corinth, but in his letter he's bragging about other churches, and particularly the churches in Macedonia, of which Philippi was the principal city. So he's writing to the Corinthians, bragging about the Philippians. Corinth had always been a slightly uh, tricky church for Paul. They, uh, they were a church that had quite a lot of problems going on. They were quite resistant sometimes to what he had to say. And even around this offering, it seems like they were dragging their heels a bit and they weren't keen to give generously to relieve the need. And so Paul, uh, he's pointing to a church here. He's picking out uh, a church that's completely nailed it. I don't know if you remember when you were a child, uh, if ever there was a time you were naughty, uh, and it's like your mum points out to you a different kid that's not being naughty, that's doing it right, and say, look, this is a role model. Try and live up to their example. Well, that's what Paul's doing here with the church. He's saying to the church in Corinth, hey, here's the role model church, this Philippian church. Live up to their example. They're doing really well. I want you to know about the grace of God that's been given to them. If I was in Corinth, I'd have been a bit annoyed by that because I've got a competitive spirit. I wouldn't want uh, to hear, oh, they're doing well. You're not doing so well. That would have spurred me on to raise my game. At the start of this uh, meeting, Colin was talking all about the, um, the cookery lesson they had in Gorton this morning. And um, it was being used as, as an example. They're doing something. It's kind of cool. Let's share the story. Paul's doing similar here. These guys are giving generously. That's an example. Let's share this story. I love the thought actually of um, Simon Holly uh, speaking into different church contexts and being able to say, hey, you know those guys at Christ Church Manchester, they've really raised their game and stepped up to this need. They're bossing it. Let me tell you about the grace of God that is on them. Well, verse two, he, he elaborates a little bit more detail on why he thinks the Philippians have done so well. He says, for in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed 
in a wealth of generosity on their part. So he's sharing a little bit about the circumstances that they find themselves in. And a couple of the phrases there uh, are interesting when you get into what the translations mean. He uses the phrase extreme poverty, and literally that can be translated as down to the depth poverty. It's like they've hit rock bottom. And another phrase in there was uh, they've only got a severe test of affliction. Now, and the words have this sense of like they've been crushed by life. These guys have gone through a difficult time. Their land had been overrun by war. And in that, there'd be destruction of property, there'd be food shortages, there'd be a big impact on jobs and on the economy. They were in a crisis themselves. And yet it was out of their crisis situation that they gave to relieve somebody else's crisis. What a thing to do. And one of the things that has been on my mind is we're doing a give big at the moment. We're doing a special offering right now. And it might seem like a strange time to to do one because uh, a lot of us uh, are finding uh, these days more financially insecure than we've been for a while. It's hit us in different ways. And often the natural thing to do uh, when that happens is, is to become more cautious, to tighten the belt, to become more conservative, to try to secure our future, to make sure we'll be okay, come what may. And yet, as Simon said, people, our friends, are not okay today. People are dying right now. And so like these Macedonians, these Philippians, uh, the call on us is even in our own time of hardship and affliction to still give for where the need is greatest. And, and this Macedonian situation was in a bit of contrast to the Philippians, uh, sorry, to the Corinthians. So the Philippians were poor but generous. The Corinthians were, were wealthy but stingy. I know which I'd rather be generosity uh, is so so good and he says that the key ingredient that fuels it all is that their joy was overflowing and this joy is what we were talking about last week you know if you learn to find joy in God and in his gospel that is the launch pad for so so many good things and these Macedonian churches are exemplifying that here verse three then he says for they gave according to their means and I can testify beyond their means of their own accord. So the first part says they gave according to their means. What this means is they gave according to what they had, not according to what they don't have. So sometimes you can hear a story of a, of a billionaire who gives tens of millions to a good cause. And you think, I could never match that. I could never get to that level. But we're not called to to give according to somebody else's means. We're called to give according to what we have. As you look at your own finances, your own income, your own savings, ask the question, what can I afford to give? That's the starting point in giving. But it says a second thing, not just that they gave according to their means, it says they gave beyond their means. So giving according to your means means that you ask the question, what can I afford? But given beyond your means, the question is, what can I sacrifice? What can I give up? Where can I find a bit more to give? Perhaps it involves a slightly more simple lifestyle. Maybe it means going without something that you've been intending to buy, but to give beyond what you comfortably can afford. That's what these guys were doing because of the great 
need before them and these are the conversations that have been happening in our household and and i know many other houses as well i'd encourage you to be having these conversations too what can we give to relieve the needs of our brothers and sisters and of course this is what jesus has done for us he's given beyond what was comfortable for him he gave everything as he gave his life for us and so any giving that we do any sacrifices that we make it's all dwarfed and it's all inspired and fueled by the sacrifice that he has already made for us as he died on the cross well verse 4 says um, these macedonians they begged us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints and that phrase the relief of the saints that's the key issue here you know we do special offerings give big sundays uh, relatively often we we tend to do a couple a year but i've never preached a give big sermon in quite this way before i've never gone at it quite so directly and yet i don't feel any qualms about doing so because as i see our situation i see such a striking parallel with these biblical events it really has gripped me and i hope it grips you too the idea is simple the saints these are our brothers and sisters in christ are suffering and they're starving and there is something that we can do to relieve that suffering and that's giving do we really understand that i mean if i if i think about my biological sister and I imagine she was in trouble. If she was in, uh, in desperate need of help and there was something I could do, if I had to find uh, some money to help out, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get her out of that situation. Whatever sum was needed, I'd find a way to make it happen somehow. These are our brothers and sisters in Christ and they're starving. They're in need right now. So for these Macedonian christians they saw getting involved in this relief of the saints as a privilege they begged for the favor of taking part in it and then uh, finally for the little uh, section that we read it says and this not as we expected they gave themselves first to the lord and then by the will of god to us what this verse says is it's not just that they went along with paul's request but they first gave themselves to God. So for us, that would mean we don't just hear Simon's video and hear my sermon and uh, hear the notices, read the emails. And they go, yeah, okay, uh, since you asked nicely, go on, I'll give something to this. It means first giving ourselves to the Lord. It means going to God, bringing this need to him and saying, God, I'm here. What would you have me do? And listening to what he says and doing it and that's a challenging thing to do because sometimes you have in your, in your head an idea oh god will say this but what he does stretches you beyond what you ever imagined that's the life of faith though uh, it's a privilege to give ourselves to god and go on the journey with him so practically speaking um we did a notice last week kind of launching this and we have two give big sundays this is the first one uh, and next Sunday will be the second one where we're looking to, to raise money for this Catalyst Fund. They wanted to raise uh, £100,000 in three weeks across all the churches in the movement. I hope as Christchurch Manchester, we can uh, give a big, big, sizable chunk of that. And, and it's great because over uh, the last few days, we're just getting started and already we've raised over £12,000 for it, which is incredible. Thank you so much for your generosity, those of you who have given 
already. If you'd like to get involved, if you're feeling uh, the same uh, compulsion that I am, that this cause is worth giving to, worth sacrificing for, then, then I'd encourage you to give. And you can find the details of how to do it on the Christchurch Manchester website. So if you go to christchurchmanchester.com slash give dash big dash Sunday. So christchurchmanchester.com slash give dash big dash Sunday. There'll be details there how you can give by bank transfer. Just if you, if you label it give big, then we can make sure it goes to the right place. I want to commit and commend this offering to you. And I want to ask you, to do what the churches in Macedonia did, to commit yourself first to the Lord and then with an abundance of generosity, would you give for the relief of the saints, our brothers and sisters in Christ?